This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello, thanks for coming back. How are you? I'm great. I'm actually fantastic. I'm in sunny, maybe a little too hot, Southern California, but I've seen some friends. I've seen a rock show with some of the biggest bands in the history of rock and roll. And I am uh, I'm sharing a hotel room with my daughter. That's right. I'm sharing a hotel room with my daughter. And last weekend, I went golfing with my son. Oh, my God. Awesome. Across from me, as always, another reason I'm smiling, Cyrus Amundsen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Big Size Barbecue Pit. Today on our YouTube channel, we are going to teach you how to make a smoked brisket with a good hard bark that's going to make everyone in your family begging to come over to your house on football Sundays. Now, come around downtown now, Chad. I'm a Traeger guy. I got to tell you. Well, okay. You tell me, and then I'd like to tell the listeners something. Don't, I know what you're going to say. I'm going to narc you out. I know. I'm, of course you do. Then you tell them. I, then you fucking tell them. You admit it. You're so fuck. You can't let me have anything. You can't ever let me have anything. It's always about you. Nothing's about I'm me. I'm letting you have this opportunity to tell the listeners. Did I buy myself a Traeger on my birthday? Yes. And is my birthday August 12th? Absolutely. Did Chad come sure to my is. house on, I can't remember, but the middle of September? Correct. Did I use the Traeger or prepare it on any of those days before Chad arrived? No. Did I start using it for the first time three days after Chad left? Yes, I did. Chad did not get the Traeger experience, and I'm going to give you the floor to be upset about that so I can return to my enthusiasm after you're done about being a fucking... Tra I'm a Traeger guy now, but go ahead. You, this is, I'll you are a Traeger guy. So, so yeah, let me say just one thing. I have a Traeger, so I don't give a shit. Well, then why did you make me do that? This is... Because I just wanted to see if you would tell the, tell the people that the stickers were still on the grates a month after you bought it. And I'm regretting that now because I've been using it for four total days and yeah. I have become, I get it. I get why all these dads turn into losers. I am forcing. No, sir. I am forcing meet conversations into places they don't belong. People are like, hey, crazy day of football on Sunday. Like, yeah, even crazier if you'd have tasted my cinnamon wings. Trager, I have a Trager. Like, I am, <laughs> I have become so insufferable, and I think I've got to get one of these YouTube channels. I mean, there's no talent on them. I've talked about them before. These, this is how you make a pork chop on the Trager. It's just some derelict. With his, you know, normally they have some sort of brace on, either for their tennis elbow or their, you know, their wrist <laughs> issue, their carpal tunnel. They're wearing a brace. They're making pork chops. The camera work is shoddy. They always have a catchphrase like it's, and that's how we do it in big hoss country. And you're like, what the fuck is big hoss country? Yeah. And then <laughs> we have to watch these men eat meat like, oh. No, that's how pork chops. Worst part of these videos is the taste test. But I think I could be a superstar in the YouTuber Traeger guy world. I just got put on about two, 280 pounds, grow my facial hair out a little bit. I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, people aren't going to be thrilled when they see you. They're like, doesn't this man eat none of the shit he cooks? <laughs> how he knows it's good if he doesn't going to eat it? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to go ahead and subscribe to old Sickly Dan's meat channel here. Yeah, you want, when you, when you, if you're searching YouTube and you see a bunch of screenshots of YouTube Traeger channels, you want the fattest guy for sure. 
You want the guy that they look like they have to, after this video, they have to pull the roof off of his house and crane him outside. That's, that's the guy you want teaching you how to make meats. Yeah, I've, uh, I've been excited a couple times walking into Subway Sandwich Shop, and it's always been when there's an overweight person back there because it's like, finally, an actual fucking sandwich artist. Finally. Someone who takes the creation of my sandwich seriously. Yeah, I can't, I can't handle this guy who's just trying to get 40 bucks for his next meth hit making my sandwich because you know he's got, not going to put any chipotle. He's not going to like, he's going to just dot the chipotle sauce onto my meatballs. And yeah, guess what? That's what I have at Subway. I've turned Subway into the least healthy option. I like a guy, if I'm going down the line like a Chipotle, a Subway, any of those type where you make it as you go, but the employee makes it. I like it. to call it a sneeze guard restaurant. Yeah. I like to call it a sneeze guard restaurant. If I'm at a sneeze guard restaurant, what I want from the employee is reactions to my choices. When they go, hey, do you want sour cream on that? And I go, I don't think so. If they go... Okay, that's what I want. I want someone who cares yeah. enough about the way things should taste that they're going to judge my shitty decisions. And I'm impressionable in those scenarios. Yeah, and then you just you just become this like little brother like, oh, I mean, but should I get sour cream? Do, do you think I should get sour cream? What do you what do you want to do? Make it how you like it. Make it how you like it and I'll eat it. There, when I when I used to live uh, out in Calabasas in California, just north of where you are right now, for geographical sure, reference' sake, uh, they opened this restaurant. Have you ever heard of Pizza Rev? Uh -uh. I don't even know if they still exist, but there were a couple of them out there, and they were the Chipotle Subway of pizzas. You would you would get your dough, you would choose your dough, and then you'd go down the line, and they go, "Do you want this? Do you want this? Do you want this?" And this is when I was. We're in like peak Chad hates the way Cy lives era. Like the, cause I'm, I'm in really good shape, but I'm eating like a savage. I'm eating a lot and I'm not necessarily eating healthy. And this is a point in time where you were hanging on, like you were exercising, you were working hard and I'm treating my body like garbage and crushing it. Yeah, that's true. I remember you'd stop by a Papa Murphy's and grab some cookie dough and just eat it, just pull it the whole thing out and eat it like an apple with your hand. Yeah, I mean... I'm actually, I'm physically angry right now just thinking about it. <laughs> I, the, <laughs> I ate in my 20s, I ate and I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if I didn't have psoriatic arthritis if there's just Papa Murphy's cookie dough running through my insides, ruining my body. I ate so much yeah, of that that's shit. That's right. Yeah. Laugh it up, fuck boy. <laughs> so I would go to Pizza Rev, and their pizzas were big enough that I think, you, you go, okay, if I get, you know, maybe I have a little something with it and something to drink, that's enough. So I sure. ordered three of them. I would always get three of them. I would yeah. get a meat, yeah. I would get a veggie, and then I would get a funzy, I called it. Meat, veggie, funzy. Let's get a classic meat, classic vegetarian. And let's get wild on this last one here. Let's do something you don't normally do. Well, what are you going to do on a wild pizza? I mean, maybe I go broccoli and cream cheese. Okay? Interesting. You know, maybe whatever, because they had a lot of toppings. So, you know, you have your topping bar. It's kind of like being at a Froyo restaurant where it's like, I don't know. If you ever say, uh, hey, Chad, I have a wild evening planned. Want to come? I'm probably going to say no. So <laughs> if broccoli and cream cheese is your funzy pizza, fucking you can go by yourself. You, you know, the broccoli cream cheese pizza at the Green Mill in Uptown in Minneapolis is a top maybe one pizza of all time. It's fuck. It's amazing. So fuck off with your you know, your two-sided <laughs> judgment here. Either I'm a cookie dough eater or I'm no fun. Pick a side and stay on the side. Guy who guy who walked across Kentucky during the Civil War hoping one side would win. So I... <laughs> oh, boy. This just got personal. <laughs> uh, anyway, I would take the three pizzas home, and I don't even know why we got to this story, but I would... I remember I came in one time, and there was one of this guy who always worked in there, and I remember him saying to me, he goes, man, your kids must love this place. 
Because I always got three pizzas yeah. and they were all distinctly different. And I was like, they do. They do love this place. I think that I have told this story on here before, but just to reiterate, there have been times where I've been either at a gas station getting snacks, at a uh, you know restaurant ordering food, or at a, a lobby, you know, where you can kind of get, you can kind of pick out snacks at a hotel lobby, where I have pretended to be on the phone and going, so you want you want Twizzlers and peanut butter M and M's. I'm like, okay, all right, yeah. So I'm just going to get this other thing, and then I'll be right out. And then I'm just like fucking buying all this food. But I, I, don't, I can't bring myself to lay it all on the counter and have this fucking judgment that I know will be placed upon me. No one does cheat day like you do cheat day. You are in the cheat day hall of fame. Yeah. When you were here, when Chad was here just last week, Jenna and Ethan are both here. And Chad keeps talking about how he wants some ice cream. And we keep talking about how we're going to run to Walgreens for snacks. And Chad and I are making dramatic statements about what sort of snacks we should get. Yeah, but I just wanted to, I just wanted to reiterate here. I, was, I wanted ice cream because I was hungry from winning the decathlon. So please hold your judgment. And Ethan and Jenna are laughing as if the things you are saying about your your upcoming snack trip is exaggeration. And I'm in the background going, oh, there's there's no exaggeration. So we went to Walgreens. Yeah, they looked at me like I was Mother Goose, like I was just spinning a yarn. Hey, no, this is like, I'm fucking planning. And this was, Chad's flight was 8 a.m., 8.20 a.m., 9.20 a.m.? It was some... 9.20 a.m. The next morning. And this is 7 o'clock that evening. We went to Walgreens. We came home with two pints of ice cream. Two pints. Two boxes of cookie ice cream sandwiches. Two boxes. Now, to, for the record, those are for Ethan. A package of extra soft Twizzlers. Family style. The family bag of Twizzlers. And it was the third bag that I grabbed because I like to see if they're squishy. Chad treats Twizzler bags in a Walgreens the way stay-at-home moms treat cantaloupes in a grocery store. He's in there tapping on them, listening to them. Oh, yeah. I like to smell the bag. I I thought you were going to say stay-at-home moms push on the soft part of their baby's head. Is it hard yet? (laughs) That's what I thought you were going to say. And then you said cantaloupe, and I was like, oh, yeah. Maybe I'm too tired to to be talking today because my brain is going to really weird places. (laughs) So it didn't end there. We got goldfish crackers. We got uh, a number of what you and I, I think, agree is the height of candy goodness in this country. Uh, We got the Reese's, the seasonal Reese's candies that don't have the ridges around them. I believe it was probably pumpkins. They were pumpkins. I like it because it's uh, more peanut butter, less chocolate. I went white chocolate. I got two of them. And so, and, and I, I just believe, wanted everybody to know that. I believe there were other things in there. And then we got some, wait, we got some vanilla wafers. That's right. And then you pointed oh, out, oh, yeah. You pointed out the, the Biscoff cookies that had the Biscoff cream in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then I lost my, I lost my mind because when I fly Delta, I just grab handfuls of Biscoff cookies and put them in my backpack. Absolutely. It's, it's, I didn't think you could make a Biscoff cookie better. You can. You put the Biscoff cream in the middle and everybody's having a good time. So then we go home and uh, everybody laughs at the amount of candy and treats that were bought. And then we watch a football game. And then a couple days later, Ethan brings up, he didn't even recognize. So you somewhere, you ate ice cream the way a secret alcoholic drinks. Because we had this big, that night we had this big <laughs> dinner from, uh, where was it, like Carbonaro's? Or so, it was some Italian place. And then yep. Ethan, no one knows, in between then and when we were downstairs pounding Twizzlers and you're eating ice cream, like all that stuff, Nobody really knows when you evaporated a pint of ice cream. Well, I, I ate it. Um, 
you know, I was just minding my business and you guys were talking. And so I thought I'd go get a pint of ice cream. But um, I I would like the, the record to show I turned down several ice cream sandwiches and uh, I did not have one Twizzler and uh, I did not have any of the Reese's. I you had, had one of the Reese's. A couple of the vanilla wafers. You had one of the Reese's. The- no, I didn't. I, I brought it down. I brought it downstairs, but I did not eat it. Okay. Okay, and it's not I just, I, so. I just want everyone to know. I like cheat options. day. You get to do whatever you want. I like options, and what what happens when you're a Hall of Famer for cheat day is that they ask you to tour, right? They ask you to tour places, and so then you have to go to all these places, and it's it's like you're no longer just cheating on cheat day because you have to show the people that put you into the Hall of Fame as a first balloter that how you do it and so that gets that becomes a little much because now i'm touring the country showing these people like how do you buy 54 dollars of absolute garbage for your body at a walgreens yeah i mean you don't want to go if you go to see kiss nowadays in concert and they don't play you know, I wanna rock and roll all night. Whatever that song is, I don't even know the name of songs. Who am yeah. I? What was that voice? That sounded like I'm not sure. That sounded I got a lot like of questions. That but... sounded like if the Flintstone birds started a Kid Rock cover band. <laughs> that's, How bad is that reference? Do you think that's landing with a lot of people in our audience? The Flintstone birds. I don't care. You're looking into my eyes right now, and it landed with me. Because if you don't know what the Flintstone bird sounded like, fold an ironing board. <laughs> That's exactly what it sounds like. The yeah, you you don't you don't go to see, you know, a Hall of Fame band and be pumped when they don't play any of the goods, right? You don't bring Chad to your house on cheat day and hope he comes home with a from Walgreens with a gallon of water and some wheat thins. That's what, that's what, you know. Yeah, what, what am I going there to get a cliff bar and some protein powder? Fuck that. That's not why Walgreens was built. It was built to steal your money for medicine and then make sure you still need it by putting sugar in your body. Absolutely. Buy the things that cause the illnesses that make you come back to buy the medicines. Oh, yeah. Hey, welcome to our sugar store, everybody. And just so you know, we got diabetes pills in the back. That's exactly what's happening at Walgreens. All this stuff up here that is 99%. You have to walk through it. Walk through the aisles of death food to get to the place where you get your cholesterol (laughs) pills. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. I got to tell you about this concert. Okay. It was so good. Speaking of concerts. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm just, I can't get it out of my head. I'm so tired from it, but also it was just unbelievable i mean i'm not going to get any of the names right so i'm just going to do some highlighting you can go online they it was 53 songs that they played it was from seven until about one in the morning who who i don't know yeah exactly so i'm going to tell you so it was the 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 drummer for the foo fighters taylor hawkins passed away unexpectedly at the age of 50 a while back okay and um, they put two tribute concerts on to raise money for for basically music, like music education, music awareness, like all this stuff. And so they did one in London at Wembley, and then which was eighty thousand people. And they did one at the the Forum in Los Angeles, which is about twenty thousand, mm-hmm. let's say. And it was just jam packed. And so they say they're going to start at seven. And have you ever been to a concert that started on time? Because I have not. Nope. But Seven o'clock. I'm gonna dare I say six fifty nine. They they dim the lights and they show this tribute video of Taylor Hawkins, kind of a slideshow thing. And then Dave Grohl's daughter Violet, who sings with the band backup, she comes out and sings Leonard Cohen's Alleluia. Ooh. And it was chilling. And she has such a beautiful, incredible voice. And then at one point, she can't hit one of the Alleluia's because she's crying. And then it shows her on the big screen. And she like puffs her cheeks out because she's exhaling to try to gain some composure. And it's just like, it was, it was a daunting. I can't 
so much respect to her for being able to do that because obviously Taylor Hawkins was like an uncle to her forever since she's been alive. And so really incredible there. And then the Foo Fighters come out and they explain what's going to be happening. And Dave is like, hey, if you've ever seen me in concert, you know that I always tell you it's going to be a long night. And it, most of the time it is. But tonight, fucking buckle up. It's going to be a long night because it was like a six hour show. Whoa. And they bring out, I mean, I, I wish that I could, I could, it was, I'm so tired right now because I had an hour drive after, barely slept, doesn't matter. The point is, they brought out Legends of Rock. I'm talking, um, Def Leppard was there, they were singing a song, and then Miley Cyrus came out to sing with them. At one point, um... Wilson, I, I'm sorry, my brain's not working, but guitarist of Heart came out and then Dave was out there and he was like, well, I don't know who can sing a Heart song. Oh, sure I do. Pink. And like Pink comes out and they had all these rockers. They had um, uh, Justin Hawkins, no relation, I don't think, but he's the guy from Doctors. Let me know everything God love. Better never, never tell you my heart. Yeah. That song. Yep. So he was out there. Killing it, and he was doing all these things, and then they fucking he he they invite Queen, the remaining members of Queen out on stage, and they had Queens of the Stone Age, and they had I mean I'm not I'm not doing this any justice. Lars Ulrich from um, Metallica. Metallica came out and and was drumming, and they had Sebastian Bach from Skid Row out there, and here is my low light of the evening. I'm just going to tell you. I'm not going to show you all the stories cuz you weren't there and I know it's not fun when people hear that kind of stuff. It was unfucking believable and this dude, this drummer Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters was loved and revered by so many of his peers in music. I mean, think about the names that I've just said. It's unbelievable. Jack Black introduced a band. Dave Chappelle sang Creep with the Foo Fighters. I mean, it was just unbelievable the reach that this guy had. But Sebastian Bach gets done singing. And listen, this guy's career has not gone the way he probably wants it to. Okay? I mean, I saw him at a bar in Fargo, North Dakota five years ago. And I didn't even stay for his performance. I was just there for my friend Jeremy's performance <laughs> in Unleashed, his band. And so <laughs> I didn't even stay for, for Sebastian Bach. And so he gets out there and he goes, hey, everybody, keep it going for Taylor Hawkins. This is after he's done singing. And everybody cheers, of course. And then he goes, and keep it going for Dave Grohl. And Dave's like doing the hand across the throat. Hey, stop. This yeah. isn't about me tonight. Yeah. And then he says, but most importantly, keep it going for me. No. And everyone, some people cheered, but everyone else is like looking around like, what the fuck? And I was laughing so hard because the amount of attention that entertainers need is never ending. And this, the fact that this guy became a singer and not a comedian is unbelievable because he needs the most attention of all time. And and most importantly, keep it going for me. I can't believe, I bet he got fucking chastised so badly in the back. But here's the thing. And then he said, after keep it going for me, he said, hey, it's been too long. We should do this again real soon. It's like, bruh. Where? Fargo? At the fucking bowling alley? What do you mean? What, when, are, when is the last time you have been to the Kia Forum? We definitively do not want to do this again soon. We don't want another person to die so you can play a stadium again. Yeah. We like, that's, we don't, we, this is, we do not need to, everyone is hoping we never do this again. Yeah, it, it was so crazy. Fucking Joe... Joe Walsh was there. Um, I'm trying to think. I just had another one pop into my head. Oh, Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers drummed. Travis Barker from Blink-182 drummed. Um, you had so many people. Shane Hawkins, the son of Taylor Hawkins, who's 16, he went out and drummed. I mean, it was like this thing. It was an emotional evening, but just so fucking incredible. Oh, Wolfgang um, uh, Van Halen. Son of Eddie Van Halen came out and they played. He named his son with Wolfgang? the guy from. Yeah, cool. 
cool choice. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, and then the lead singer of The Darkness, that guy, uh, Justin Hawkins, I'm just trying to make sure I don't mess up all the names, but he came out and sang for the Van Halen tribute. And, um, dude, it was so insane. Does it, it was so, so insane. I know we just made fun of him, but does a part of you kind of respect, like not respect isn't the right word, but isn't a part of you kind of fascinated by that level of involvement? Like, do you know what it takes for someone to be so lost in their own journey to do like I'm give me a behind the music just on that guy. Give me a documentary sure. on him. I'm I'm not I don't think it's good, but now that I've thought about it for a minute or so, I know you think that's a low light. I'm going to call that a highlight. That's a fascinating anytime you can get the human psyche on display like that. Ah. Fantastic. It was it was so crazy, and he had that. Um, so there's a very typical there's a male um, body form or body type where you're very skinny throughout your youth, throughout your twenties, but you have you have put on zero muscle mass in any way. You've never exercised. You've just you have relied on your DNA the whole the whole time, and then what happens is. You have no leg muscles and no ass muscles to help burn the fat for your upper body. And you have little Ichabod crane legs, but then you gain this uh, a, a bigger torso. And it's a very it's a very standard look for men in their 50s, I would say, that, yep. that don't exercise, that have just been skinny the whole time. And that that was this was him. I call this that look was, the uh, obese rooster. I, I do like that because it usually I comes like, like the roosters have that little under the that usually that look also usually comes with facial hair, so I call that teeny legs, yeah, obese torso, big old mess on your face, the obese rooster. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I have I have two two out of the three of those, but my legs are sturdy. Yeah, my legs are sturdy. My legs are so sturdy they can carry me through eight, but not nine games of Gergamot. You look like a no one knows what that is. They will never know what that is. The uh, I would say you look like if the obese rooster did CrossFit. I'll take that. Okay, I'm gonna t I'm gonna take that with a smile on my face, but you can't tell because I have so much facial hair hiding my double chin. <laughs> Let me uh let me ask you a question. Speaking right. of lunatics, I was so you know my favorite thing in the world right now is entering conversations where I don't know people and just throwing divisive topics into the middle of them. Yeah, you do like that. It's I, you know, you put me at a party, introduce me to someone and the first thing I'm going to say is, "Oh, those Election results were tricky, and I'm not. I'm not going to say anything more than that. I'm not going to take a side. <laughs> right. I'm just going to roll a turd out into the middle of a room and watch it stink. And I, somebody did that to me effectively, and I, I'm not even mad about it because the success with which it had made me more interested in doing it to other people. So I have two friends from in the Mason area down where, when I first moved down here, there are two people I met okay. that I, that I like a great deal. And I was with them and there was another one of their friends there. This is at the tri health, you know, where I do my, my uh, therapy yep. pool. Okay. I met the, the naked boys hang out where, yeah. where all the naked boys. Now I need you to know that this is in the clothed part of the gym facility area. So okay. I am, having this conversation and what, well, let me ask you this. What do you just in general think about teachers salaries in this country? Um, I, I hear that they are uh, low for what they do. I mean, I know that I have teachers that are friends and they get calls from parents that are like, Hey, how come you're not doing this? And they're like, Oh, that's uh, parenting, not teaching. So why don't you do that? I mean, but they never say that because they'll get in trouble. So I think they're expected to be babysitter and part-time parent and all of this shit. And some teachers do that, but it's not, it shouldn't be, 
for $27,000 a year. So I, I agree. I think teachers are woefully underpaid. I think a lot of them are funding the supplies in their own classroom. Yeah. And so I, the fascinating thing about this conversation, so have you ever been in a situation where you have a belief and then you dislike somebody so much that you're arguing against your own beliefs? Oh, I probably, but I can't come up with an exact situation. But that's, that, that sounds like something I do. So my friend, uh, I meet this person, we're talking somehow, you know, school's just gotten started, you know, yada, yada, yada. So my friend brings up, there's something going on down here with teacher's salaries. And this guy brings it up and I just kind of nodding along. And then the new guy, new human that I do not know at all goes, I think teachers should make $100,000 a year. And okay, and I was like, yeah. And then uh, he said some more things, and he goes, right, I mean, this, look, I just, it's crazy. The moment they graduate, I say give them $100,000 a year. And now I go, ah, I mean, i big supporter of teachers, and I think that there's a, a larger conversation about how money works in our society and the value of things, but 100000 is... You know, yeah, maybe if like we were starting society over, but like right now you'd give every teacher a hundred thousand dollars a year. And that is exactly how I said it. And I don't know if this guy's parents are both from Twitter, but <laughs> I got torched, like attacked by a stranger. And is like I, I fuck. My grandma was a teacher. My grandpa was a teacher. My great aunt was a teacher. My mother was a teacher. My father was a teacher. I went to school very unsuccessfully, by the way, to be a teacher. And so I am. It'd be hard. Oh my god! Pause the show. I would give. So I was just about to tell you I'd give anything to see this guy go after you about this. But I take that back. I need all my shit still. Because now I would give anything to see you teach. <laughs> Have I ever told you the moment that I decided not to be a teacher? <laughs> Did it involve a child in a restaurant? So <laughs> I went to Augsburg in the Twin Cities for a semester. I got into their teaching program. Right, let's go. I went in there for a semester. And I immediately... I fit in there about as well as a rusty nail inside a shoe. I am not meant for a private... Not only am I a hick in a place where there's a lot... Like, there's some normal middle-class people at private schools, but there's a lot of money at private schools. And so... Oh, there's a ton of money. I mean, I'm dealing with it right this instant, bro. And so I felt like... I just, I wasn't wearing shoes made out of Kleenex boxes and a straw hat, but that's, <laughs> that's how I felt all the time. And on top of that, this is when, this is when my OCD, like in terms of manifesting as a physical behavior, it's in its prime. Okay. This is the 1996 okay. Chicago Bulls of size OCD. I'm hop skipping yeah. across campus. Everyone, I'm. They had to have had meetings. Like, hey, guys, do we not screen for fucking psychopaths anymore? Because we have a hillbilly in our basement uh, cafeteria who just ordered eleven frescas in a row and didn't drink any of them. So what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Should we get a psycho? We need to worry about a shooting situation here. I think he lives in the elevator because I've never seen him successfully exit it. Like, I am, I'm already not in a great situation for a number of reasons. And not to mention, I spent more in my one semester at Augsburg than in the rest of my college career. Yeah. And so I, we, we go on this thing and it's not student teaching. Like, we went to this school, the whole class that I was in that was basically a, this is what being a teacher is going to be like. I don't remember what the class was called. It was just some intro to the idea of teaching. And so we went to this school and the idea is 
we were going to volunteer as part of that class at the school. And it's a junior high. And we were walking. Oh, a junior high? Yeah. Oh, my God. They sent you into the fucking belly of the beast immediately? Was the class called Are You Sure About This 101? <laughs> so the we're getting this tour through this school. And there's, uh, you know, we're with our class, we're with our teacher, we're with one of the people from the school. And I know I've probably, sh- like, in short order told this story before, but there is just a monster junior high girl screaming at a male teacher. And our tour guide just stopped and started watching, which... <laughs> Kudos to him because you'd think you'd be like, ah, never mind. You know, he'll take care of it. Over here is our science department. He was in the middle of it we're like... walking? Yeah, yeah, we're walking. <laughs> we're walking. No, he did. He was like, cafeteria's down here. Oh, we're going to have a situation. So, And then now we're all watching. And then this junior high girl just thumped a male teacher, Chad. She started throwing hands and started connecting. And, you know, I know the male teacher can't fight back and beat up a seventh grade girl, but... Oh, I do. I also have a controversial opinion on that, but go ahead. I'd love to hear that because it wouldn't have mattered. This girl, like this was the ass whooping of a century. She, and it was so quick. It went from screaming to beating up a male adult to people pulling her off of the male adult she was beating up. Well, right, because he can't do anything. And that is such fucking garbage. Listen, if a human being, I don't care what age, if a human being, I don't care what gender, if a human being puts their hands on another human being, that that the recipient of the hands should be able to do whatever the fuck they need to do to keep themselves safe. And I 1 million percent believe that. Come at me, DMs. I don't give a fuck. Teach your kids not to hit teachers. That's insane that a teacher has to sit there and get a chair thrown at them and can't do anything about it. They should be able to go beat the fuck out of that kid and make an example. Because guess what? You know how you saw that and you go, I don't want to be a teacher. Maybe a kid would see a teacher beating the shit out of a kid and going, oh, I don't want to throw chairs, I guess. Maybe that's what we need a little bit is fucking consequences. The downfall of America, in my opinion, and I know it's been rocky for since its inception, but I think the, the current state of events is due to teachers not being able to discipline children. I stand by that a zillion percent. I just Daniels 2024. This is going to put on display the extreme double standard that exists within our show because I have a harsh opinion that I believe in about a baby's dick flapping in the wind at a Whole Foods parking lot. And I'm still getting like people who go back to listen from the beginning. I know when that happens (laughs) because I know when they hit that episode. I just get shit on whenever they hit that episode. And I'm not saying that you're, I'm not even having commentary on your theory about a male teacher beating up a seventh grade girl. I'm going to tell you, you're not going to get the hate that I got. And if I have to, if I I have to put the two takes next to one another, and I know I'm the less likable person. I understand where I, where I exist in our dynamic, but I just, you're going to get a pass on this. Let me also tell you. You put those two- I'm going to get a pass on it because it's legitimate. I Listen, I know that you got shit on more than that baby's dick. I understand that. <laughs> so, but yeah, let, <laughs> let me tell you this. They put that teacher and that girl in a ring. 10 out of 10 times, my money's on the girl. With you going, hey, guy, well, anything goes. You can bite her. You can, you can fucking pull her hair. You can punch her, whatever you want. This girl is thumping that teacher every single fucking time now to your point maybe the principal comes in you know off the top rope with an elbow and now you have a couple of teachers thumping a student maybe that's the world that you'd like to live in but if it's no it has to be one-on-one you have to be able to handle your own business because then that's how we get rid of weak teachers i mean you're also (laughs) talking to a guy who looks like an obese rooster who does crossfit so i do respect the ability to strengthen your body to protect yourself. So we get back to campus 
And the next day I'm talking to the one teacher I like at that school and I tell him, I'm like, yeah, we were at this school and uh, I watched a girl beat up a, a teacher. So that wasn't, you know, that wasn't great. And he goes, and this is one of the great pep talks of my life. He goes, you know, I don't think you're really much of the teacher type. And I was like, what? <laughs> he goes, you know, I've known you for a little bit now and you have, you know, teachers just, they need so much patience and they deal with a lot of shit and things are really difficult and they have to stay focused and they have to overcome things they don't like. And he laid out all this whole case and then he goes, you seem more of like a, an after school guy, you know? Play dodgeball with the kids. Give them funny nicknames. You'd be great at that. <laughs> Which feels like a really condescending thing to say to someone, but it hit me and I was like, correct. And then I just went to the University of Minnesota and got a degree in something called public parks and recreation studies that I never used. <laughs> you just walked in, you're like... Hey, University of Minnesota, do you guys have a program where I can play dodgeball and give funny nicknames after school? Like, we do, actually. It uh, doesn't sound like it, but this is the perfect one for you. So, to bring us all the way back... Hold on, though. I have a question. What if that guy knew you weren't teacher material and didn't have the heart to give you that speech until you saw that happen? So he staged that, and that's why it was all for you to see. It was all a little, hey, look what's in my other hand. And he was like, okay. He Truman listen, showed me. Listen, Jenny, I'm going to need you. I know you like uh, Mr. Anderson, but you're going to have to beat the shit out of him tomorrow. When you see this tall guy coming in, he's probably going to be eating cookie dough. As soon as you see that, that is your signal to go just beat the shit out of Mr. Anderson. And by the way, he was right. I substitute taught for a while. I wasn't great at it. I heard a bunch of kids talking about having cocaine with them while they were in class, and I never told anybody. I'm a bad teacher. And it's not its not because I thought it was okay that they had it, but I was like, this isn't my place. I don't want to involve myself in this. I don't, I don't want to be the guy that told on them, and then I don't need some weird high school kid vengeance against me. I'm just trying to make... Oh, yeah. I just want my $100 so I have enough money to eat while I'm, while I'm trying out my <laughs> silly jokes at comedy clubs. So back to the the conversation. Okay. That was a long way... $100,000 from the day they graduate. And so needless to say, I come from a family of teachers and was essentially a teacher myself. And uh, so I... Ugh. He's really going at me. And so then I'm like, kind of, I'm like, yeah, but you know, they have in certain states, you know, they have really good retirement plans. And I actually know how those work. And, you know, and then he, he's going, he's speech, speech, speech. And like I said, now I'm arguing against something I believe. And I go, okay, so you're telling me. And I finally, like, I go, they work nine months a year. Like, I know it's hard. But they work not, they get two months off, they get all the holidays off, they get two weeks off at, at Christmas, they have their summers off, and you want to give them $100,000? And if you'd have asked me, if you, Chad, would have said, what if we gave teachers 100 grand? I'd been like, good idea. But it was something about the, and as I finally succumb, yeah. I looked over at my friend, one of my other two friends, the one who'd started this, and he just had this like little fucking shit grin on his face, like, Yep. He does the same thing I do. He knew this guy was a fucking psycho <laughs> and he trapped me and I couldn't believe it, but I was so revved up that I couldn't let it go. I, he had me, he won. Yeah. And so I just argued against something I probably believe in because I hated a guy at a gym. Oh, that's so good. I think you would have made, realistically, I see you with your nephew and I think you would have made, uh, I don't know about a good teacher, but you, you're a very good mentor. Yeah, like a guy who will, you know, in between dodgeball and giving you a nickname, will, you know, maybe tell you something that's worthwhile. Yeah, like he'll ask how your day's going and listen, actually listen. How much do you think you're worth a year? Like right now, right now, if somebody told you, when you started stand-up, let me ask you this, when you started stand-up, yeah. And you just wanted to do it as a career because you're you're a guy who loved stand up, 
and you just wanted to do it as a profession. If then somebody could have said to you, Chad, I will give you blankety blank dollars a year and I will guarantee you this salary for your entire career. You'll never do worse than this, even if you're terrible at comedy, but you'll never do better than this. What number would you have wanted coming out the gate? What, what number would have made you happy to be a professional stand-up comedian? Oh, I probably would have taken forty or 50000 I mean, because... Half you know, as much as a teacher deserves? I, I grew up uh, in a town where, and still, I mean, forty to $50,000 a year is a, is a tremendous yearly income for a profession. And so, um, you know, I probably would have had to think about getting that free travel or something into my contract. But, uh, you know, I, I often think that comedians, you know, I think, well, teachers have it much harder than comedians, so they deserve more money because they have to put up with children. But then I think, oh, yeah, that's right. There have been plenty of times where I've had to put up with adults acting like children, which in my opinion is much worse. Absolutely. Yeah, so I think I would have taken that because that's a, that's, a, that's a handsome salary. I mean, look at some comedians. They have to buy their own supplies. I mean, you think Jeff Dunham, the clubs, provide him with his puppets? I doubt it. I bet he had to buy no, those no, puppets. No, they don't. Yeah, he has, to, he has to buy the wood and masturbate onto it <laughs> So he can bend it and form it in the way he needs it to be for the jawbone of the dummy because he needs his balls to be able to fit in their mouth. Anyways, not a fan, but that's okay. Couple of back-to-back Jeff Dunham talkers here. Last episode and this episode. Hey, really? before we get out of here, two things. We got we to gotta do a couple plugs. Okay. One, Jackie Cation is going to be at the Minneapolis. We love Jackie Cation. She was on this show. Normally we do plugs. She's one of the best. Normally we do plugs at the beginning of the show. She's doing a special show at the 10,000 Laughs Festival this coming Friday, the 7th. Go. You will love it. Carmen Morales is opening for her. It's. Oh, shit. Yep. Yep. Big fan of both of them. Really big fan. So if you're in Minneapolis, go see that yeah carmen just did a guest set when i was in brea and it was lights out man she's just she's always been so funny and it's really coming together she has a special on hbo max you can go watch too um and of course jackie cation has a ton of albums and specials that are out she um jackie cation i've always said and i know i've said on the show before but if i could if i could wave a wand and make one person world famous it would be jackie cation 100 i think she would handle it well and i think people would really enjoy her. I mean, she's she's reasonable. And I think that's all you can ask for from a human now. I'd also like to selfishly plug, I have to remind you guys, December 3rd, I'm going to be recording a special at the Orpheum in Madison, Wisconsin. I know that I have shit on traveling for comedy before, but I take it back because I'd like you to come. And uh, so listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this on the podcast. Oh, we're doing the big announcement? I, th- I think... So I think I can do this. I've done the math and I think it's possible. I am going to do my my best to record two different specials on one night. So the fr- the early it's not Friday, it's Saturday. The early show would be one 45-minute special in its entirety and the late show would be a completely different 45-minute special. So if you you know have any desire to make a night of this and you want to see both specials, you could do that. I'm going to change the backdrop. I'm going to change my outfit. So it really will be, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be taking stuff from the late show and editing it into the early show. They're going to be two separate things. So um, I'm very excited and I think I can do it. And if I have to go back on this and say, I can't, I'm going to be very disappointed in myself, but that is uh, right now, that is the plan. And this is the big, the big announcement on the podcast. You heard it first. And don't come, don't fucking drink your way through it. I'm going to be dad. I'm going to be Chad's dad because his dad he isn't here to protect him. Don't, don't fucking come to the first show, have nine drinks, and then come to the second show and be all woo garbage. Come make a fun night of it. You got one shot to record each show. Don't ruin my son's special night. Come and experience my son's special night. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Because, listen, Madison is sneaky with its booze. And so you can get wasted. And I would, I, if you're coming to the late show, I would, I'd need you to be good because 
I do have only one crack. You know, most of the time people will record two, three, or four shows and edit them all together to get a special. I'm only doing one. So um, I'm going to need you to be at your, your best effort. And I will be at my best effort. I promise you that because I'm going to run different 45s until I get there. And uh, man, I'm looking forward to it. No one's ever done it. So that's um, that's my one my one thing that I can t- put my cap on. I've tried a bunch of things thinking no one... No one had ever done them before, and uh, I, I always get beat to the punch. Normally by Louis C.K. and uh, not that one, not the one nope. you're thinking of. Nope. That's not the one that I wanted nope. to do first. Nope. Nope. But nope. And I didn't mean to say beat. That was maybe a bad choice of words. But um, so yeah, I'm excited about this, and I uh, I hope it turns out, and we'll see. I mean, the, listen, the jokes are there, but it just depends on. Uh, Depends on uh, weaving them in and out and taking things out and putting them in different hours. And oh, I'm so excited, but I'm so nervous. Go see my son perform. I don't want to do that bit anymore. Your dad's dead. Go see Chad perform Ooh. in Madison. Go see Jackie Cation next week in Minneapolis. And, uh, you know, if you have the chance, go see a junior high girl beat up a teacher and ask yourself, is Chad right? Should that adult man be allowed to punch a preteen girl in the face like Chad Daniels is advocating for? And does he deserve you in his message box like an angry PTA mom the way you were when I thought dicks shouldn't be wild in a public parking lot? And, and dad, if you're not dead, December 3rd, Orpheum, Madison. What if, what if you were like Ricky Bobby, leaving your dad tickets at every comedy club? <laughs> Dude, the end of that movie when he when he finally gets those tickets and then turns around and goes, "I got two, I got two tickets." He's just gonna fucking sell them. Oh my god! <sighs> All right, well, I love you. Goodbye. I gotta go. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.